welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula. Find out more about her work at jasula.com. I am absolutely thrilled today to have a very special group uh, once again from Brooklyn Public Library, a multi-generational group. In fact, ooh, ah, ha, ha, ha. why don't y'all introduce yourselves? <laughs> I, I am Jessica Spears. I am the here other generation. I am the librarian here. I am a librarian at the Crown Heights branch of the Brooklyn Public Library. And yeah, Jessica was also uh, on our show in a previous episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she played a fantastic uh, super spy penguin in, um, I, yeah, I basically a fantastic super dental spy penguin. floss. Yes, you did. Very pleased to have her back. Welcome back, Jessica. Thank you. Uh, My name's Rose. Um, I live in Brooklyn. I'm Jess's uh, intern. Uh, That's about it. Cool. My my favorite color is purple. Woohoo! Love it. Mine too. Hey, I'm Dylan. I'm a teen. Uh, I'm also from Brooklyn. I used to work for BPL. Great. My name's Favor. Go, nicknames are Brag and Sage, oh, no. Flavor. I come from the planet of <laughs> Neptune, um, fifth fifth quarter. I'm just lying. I'm from Brooklyn too. Um, I'm a past BPL intern. So yeah, I'm an OG. Um, my favorite color is blue. And um, I'll be as funny, as real as I can in this show. So get ready for me. And my jokes are kind of lame, but you can laugh at them. Uh, my my favorite color is green. J- just when you do the editing, just slot that in there when I say my stuff. Don't no 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 no. Let it be awkward like that. Let it be awkward like that. Let's let's just let him sit there with green right after I say blue. <laughs> um, well, this is already going so well to start with. Thanks the, to the four of you again for being here. So Dylan, Rose, and Favor, you were all interns, or are currently interns. I am not sure I knew that. How did you kind of get connected with the Brooklyn Public Library? I think most of us have obviously been going to the library since we were little. But I, we basically connected through uh, virtual board games that Jess has been running. And then Jess sent me like piles of links that were like, apply for all this stuff. Do it, Rose. I hope to. I did it. Yeah. yeah. Dylan, Dylan is an amazing advocate for all of our internship opportunities. Um, he, he just keeps advocating for them, <laughs> even though half the kids that come to our virtual events are too young, but it's really cool. <laughs> My assimilation into um, BPL was a little different. I did, did um, like to go to the library a lot. So yeah, that was one thing we had in common. But the weird thing was I went to the library one day and the, there was these people like, in like a section of the library, like doing like um, internship. It was LOT. I'm like, hmm, that looks interesting. Let me sign up for it. I signed up for it. And then like right after, there's like an interview where you go to this room. Me not expecting an interview right after I finished writing on a piece of paper, like going like, ah, oh, man, let's go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over here wearing my jacket, not looking professional at all. Just came from school. And I'm, I walk into the room, sit down. And this like really nice lady starts talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, OK. My hands in my pockets, sweating like crazy. I'm like, oh, breathe. So, I, and I just like, you know, act like usual, talk to, talk about what I want to talk about. Be like, oh, you know, I like coming here. Everyone in the library, like, um, the people that work there knew me because I'm always putting books on hold. But they're like, oh yeah, yeah, what up? So yeah, 
And then I, of like a few weeks later, I got an email saying, LOT intern. I'm like, woo. So yeah. <laughs> Before, how are you not a DM with that, with that detail of story? That was amazing. Have you never DM'd like, before? Oh, no, no. But I have um, bingoed an octave. Oh, in the bingo. no, oh, yeah. That. Oh, he was a bingo caller. Yeah. Oh. Last time we I played bingo. Humble like beginnings. You know, Humble you know. Beginnings. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> you exactly. Yeah, I, it was a good job. I was also a librarian of tomorrow intern, which is what LOT stands for. Favor, I don't know who the interns you saw were. Because we were in the first year of LOT, so I don't know who those guys were. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got recruited. I got recruited by my local librarian, and now I'm here. Yeah, I met Dylan during the summer. It was LOT. Well, yeah, it was. It was like Favor, before and after. Favor, funnily enough, when Flap, when your branch closed, mm -hmm. you got sent to my branch. Only we never saw each other. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> huh. Like I and we yeah. never realized until like two years later. Which is wow. hilarious. Yeah. And then you came together to form this Dungeons and Dragons group where Jessica organized oh, you no, more the like, Dungeons and Dragons group? I no, more I, like I, 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 I was running one since like when we started as interns, but I finally dragged Favor into it this year. No, no, that's not how it happened. Look, like, it was running one. And then he was like, he was like, Favor, do you want to play the, um Dungeons and Dragons? I'm like, I never played that game before. It sounds interesting. I'm like, oh, for, okay, okay. For I could do so many things with my character. And I, he gives me, I'm like, oh, I'm I so I asked interested. you in 2018, and, first, and you said you were too nerdy to do it. It was one. Wow. It was one. Too nerdy. Was one, too nerdy. I was too, too nerdy, nerdy for it. I'm not saying he and he is nerdy. Just, just to clarify, I said no, no, I was yeah. too nerdy. I said I was too <laughs> nerdy, not D&D &D was too nerdy. So you're saying that D&D that &D was too cool for you? Yeah, no, too he's cool. Saying he, wait, what? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Wow. Cool, too cool. First time I've cool heard that. And then, and then I pull up, I pull up to um, Dungeons and Dragons um, virtually now. And I'm like, okay, so cool, so cool. After a couple of bad rolls, I'm like, I hate this game. <laughs> I mean, fair. That's fair. Leave open that. And then later on, like, it always gets interesting when there's just not just me and Dylan there. As if it's me and Dylan, we're just going to argue over, I'm going to claim that. I accidentally clicked a role when I shouldn't have clicked a role, or I would make a mistake in my role to see if it was a good role, and then be like, "Oh, I made a mistake. Let me fix that." If it wasn't a good role, uh, Rose, how did how did you how did you get into this group? Well, these guys I knew because of board games, but we have like there's like D and D groups at the library, and so they're listed like they're like listed on like the events page and stuff. And I think somebody, maybe my mom, sent me it, and she was like. You're nerdy. You'd like this. This is you. You want to do this? And I was like, okay, sure. And then all the groups were full, and I was like, oh, oh no, they're all full. But then they had a second round, so I'm in a, a separate D and D group at the library that doesn't involve these people. We just put oh, board games sure. together. So this is and your they first both time. So this is your first time D and D with to the my other people campaign, in this but, uh, place. Yes. Yeah. I haven't ever played with these guys before. It's be, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Rose, I invited you. You you had too many games going on. When? Oh, yeah, because I have like two happening already. Wow. And How Rose do you juggle multiple DMs. games at once? I feel like I can handle 
one continuous game at a time and then and then when I'm not doing that I do these like one hour one shots like every week so I feel like I can only handle one thing at a time that seems yeah, like a, a sane a sane thing to do <laughs> sane is a matter of opinion and perspective so who knows it sounds like y'all all recently well in the past few years got into Dungeons and Dragons have you yeah. played any other games besides Dungeons and Dragons or has it been like only D&D any other role playing games you mean? Yeah. Or like tabletop games? Ro- role like tabletop uh, games, yeah. I played oh shoot, what's it called? Chubo's yeah, Mar- Magical Scranting Engine by Jenna Moran. How'd that Those compare? Chubo. It's definitely more like storytelling based than D D, which has a lot more like impact like emphasis on like it, it like there are less like mechanics. Fewer rules. Which yeah. to me was yeah, which to me was a little bit of a hindrance because as much as like I'm here for the lore, I like having like, you know, some structure. Whereas if yeah. we're in Chubo, it's much more like your DM has to be really good at this. Mm. And that's why I'm not that person. Have I ever played a role playing game? Uh, I think D&D. I think I have. Dungeons and Dragons is a role playing game. Oh yeah. I meant like another game besides D and D. I do remember in my early stages of life playing the game um it's a, it's a really sophisticated it's a really sophisticated role-playing game where like i'm like there's not there's not like the rules are made up on the spot right, the right. rules are made up on the spot you don't get to pick your roles like your uh, roles are decided to you by the youngest mm-hmm. so i was the family dog is this uno are you no no i was the uno? family dog in uno. house it's a game called house you might have heard oh. of it i was oh the family God. dog in the game <laughs> And like I didn't like being a dog. Playing, playing house you know? with your, with your I mean I guess yeah, it's a I wanted to upgrade. Yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> they need to the yeah. dog. I really wanted like, to upgrade, parenting. but like I got stuck as a dog for a really long time. I guess it was the, I was the <laughs> oldest. So I could kill everybody. The dog became a horse for some reason. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what like so? It sounds Dylan. like you were kind of an instigator for a lot of people, or for at least one person. I don't know for the rest of your friends to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like, how did you find this game too? Uh, I I like I had always heard of it. I had sort of heard it mentioned in books, and then uh, over in Central Library, they have the they have the main D and D rule books available as reference books. So. I grabbed a group of interns one day after one of our trainings and went, hey, let's play some D&D. And then I had a couple other friends who just always wanted to play and I dragged them in as well. Easy as that sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Um, Love that. With this grant for the board game library that we got, we bought a bunch of um, RPG books, um, Dungeon World, Starport, Little Wizard, that um, anyone can check out. And play at home with your family. Oh, fantastic. Imagine playing D&D with your family. No, right? going to be so aggressive. Uh, and if you want too much against the parents, like, I feel like the parents the are going to be dungeon masters. Yeah, who would be the DM? I feel like we're going to uh, step into therapy territory. But yeah, who's gonna read the I feel giant like book? every family knows who the DM is in their family. My mom would be the DM, but she would force me to read the book. I would tell her the rules about it. <laughs> you guys have prepared level level eleven characters for the game today. How are you, how are y'all feeling honest. about playing some some D anD D with with these characters? Are you, are they new? Have you played them before? I've 
had uh, this is the character that I've had since the start of the campaign, uh, who became an NPC at one point when I became the dungeon master. And then Favor's just been playing his for like uh, um, two months, three months. Favor, how long you been what? in my campaign? Doing the math, I was here about the June. same time Jen just said something. Yeah, six months would be. Rose, how long you had your character? <laughs> Uh, I've had the idea for a character for a while, but I never actually gave her, so I had like a character sheet that was like level one, so I just used that, but I've never actually played her before. Nice. We'll oh, that goes. Yeah, she made though. a character so that you all don't die on the first I need time. a character that's a healer, again. Well, thank you, thank you, Rose. Um, and okay. I, I believe Jessica is going to be our, um, she'll, she'll be the, the studio audience. There we go. Yeah. The studio audience for, for excellent. The show. Uh, so when I type so... applause, <laughs> oh no! What have we done? I just typed um, and laugh for everyone listening. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes if we can keep it up. But I think we we should move on into like the the gaming portion because uh, I want to use yeah. the time that we have left. Let's, so. let's go. Let's do it. But first. <laughs> Uh, I do have to announce a couple of things to the listeners about Radio Free Brooklyn and uh, the people that we are partnered with. So here is that. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City and check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Instagram.com slash cityrunningtours. Wear a mask if you do this. Also, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us to stay on air and allows us to continue our work in the community and make games and shows like this one. Please, help! by pledging whatever you can. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Great. Let's leave it there. Sped through that. Um, oh, and... I was going to say something. Yes? If I make you guys laugh, oh, no. at least donate something. And two, who doesn't want tax-free donations? Like, what? I'm like, you get like... <laughs> I haven't started doing taxes goodness, yet, but like, you know, when I start doing them, I'm going to be donating, donating a lot. Maybe for myself, but I'll still be donating. I mean, thanks. And let's, let's definitely keep it going with a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. So... As we're going to be playing, uh, if our listeners uh, are, are confused about the rules in any way, shape, or form as they're listening to the show and the story that we're going to be telling, um, they should listen to the Intro to D&D series that uh, we did here on Gameplay Radio, and you can find that in an archive basically wherever you find podcasts, so go check that out. Um, in the meantime, we're going to be rolling a lot of dice and... Hopefully not spending a lot of time figuring out the rules for different spells and stuff. 
and telling a little story. So to start, why don't I have my guests introduce their characters? Now is the time. Rose, do you want to introduce your character okay. first? Yeah. Um, so I'm playing a human bard named Alice, uh, and she is a, uh, a disowned rich kid who went to wizarding school and failed. And now she's a bard because she has no money. Her parents think she's a failure and uh, she plays some instruments. It's, right. a loot. it's a loot, like everyone as a classic bard. Thank you, Alice. Who's next for four? <laughs> Okay, I guess it's my turn. Okay, Dylan didn't want me to tell you the guys this, but I'm still telling you. Oh, uh, here we go. So, um, my character is a. I am going to absolutely say this wrong. So, is a tiefling. Perfect. I said it right. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. It's a tiefling, and my um background is a spy. So, I am also a married man, but since I am a spy, I pretend to be a single man, and the problem with that is that my wife is friends with a witch who could sometimes look in on me and tells her when I'm not committing to my relationship, which kind of goes against my spy nature. Hold on. So Hold am on. I a Come single on. man or am I a married man? That's for you, you to find out. Luna's not your wife. You're not married to her. Well, we are in a committed relationship. I will get in trouble if I like act like I am not in a committed relationship. So I might as well say I'm married. That's what it's feeling like right now. <laughs> Rose is like sigh. It's, it's like it's like you leave your phone open. You're not. You know what? I'm gonna turn that off. Yeah. It's not my fault. My character isn't promoting healthy relationships. I am a faithful <laughs> man. As faithful as it get. That's why I'm single. Oh. Um. And and what is the name of this? Um. Fantasy James Bond. Oh, with a jealous partner. Yes, thank you, thank you. I, at least we all know this. Um, his name is Bragging Sage. First name Bragging, last Bragan. name Sage. He likes to brag about his Sage. Oh boy. He wanted to be a Dragon Sage, but that name was already taken somehow. So he got stuck with Bragging Sage because he feels confident in himself. He likes to brag, so he's a Sage at Bragging. Kind of a background in, into his name. Not at all. He, he tells you everything you need to know. In yeah, for some reason, it's like we're really connected. Like what he thinks is what I think. That's really weird. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. All right, and Dylan. Dylan. Hey, I got Aquius Gemflower. He's an elven sorcerer. I never really went too much into his backstory other than like who the groups he was with. Because he unleashed a bunch of dragons in their first campaign uh, session, and that was his backstory. So that's what he does. Oh my god, his parents hated him. <laughs> Aquia. What's Aquia? I gotta go into the Aquia's. notes because he might be an orphan or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, or something. Well, maybe we can explore that as we go as we go through the story. So, um, Alice. Aquius and Bragan, the three of you have heard tell of the icy tunnels under Kilman Mountain. They have been mines, they have been a home to groups that wish to hide their riches, they've been home to great evil hiding their summonings and violence under the mountain. 
Um, again and again, people came and fought and cleared each other out or abandoned them for other for other places. The true owner of the tunnel seems to be just the mountain itself. Rumor has it that the tunnels are empty right now, but that if one were to explore deep enough, they would discover great riches and great power. If they can survive the leftover traps and maze-like tunnels that remain from its many past inhabitants. So, y'all have made your way to this place, um, this kind of icy tunnel. Uh, have y'all worked together before? I'll just uh, say no. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Interesting. We met up on, well, on if they're saying yeah. no, it wouldn't make sense. What you call yes. it? Yeah, they so, met so, so if y'all all made it, if you all had never worked together before, are you showing up at this mountain just happened to be at the same time? Is that what's happening no. here? I, I think like we you... went, uh, I think we made the journey alone and ran into each other on the way there. Probably like fought up some monsters together or something. No, I wouldn't say that. I, I, knowing me, I, I don't think we randomly met each other. I feel like I was stuck because I, I don't, I'm not, I don't do well with ice. So I'm pretty sure I skipped. Somehow slid myself into a cave that had no exit, and you just hear, help, help. <laughs> and that brought you guys together. I need to get Favor to do all my descriptions for me. Because I'm like, no that's one, me. No, no one me. pretty amazing. All right. So okay. Favor, I don't do that okay. All right. After uh, one if, thank you, we if, went if, on this escape quest. If everyone is okay with that, then... We'll move on with that premise in mind. And uh, for the sake of time, we're just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to narrate a little bit for y'all as you descend into this, this mountain. It's, it's cold, obviously. It's, they're icy. It's, there's snow everywhere. There are howling winds outside. As you look up at the base of this mountain, you can't see the top because it's very, like, there are a lot of, like, you know, jagged edges and a lot of, like, low-hanging, like, kind of snow-heavy clouds in the sky, and you uh, see in front of you, it's very clear. Um, it seems whoever was last using these tunnels really didn't care about pe whether people found them or not, so it's really just right there in the middle of, like, in the middle of, like, a little wooded, of, well, their trees are kind of dead, but the wooded area, this kind of like so iced it's almost like a light blue color tunnels and as you enter and you go in down into these tunnels and you enter into this kind of entry room it's you know fairly large and it looks like it's evidence of just kind of like a, an avenue for people to enter there are iron sconces that are probably ancient at this point on the wall and um, on the northern wall, it also says the words, as the ice rises, so shall we. Being creepy. But as you're standing in this room, um, you hear the sounds of battle behind what looks to be a stone door to the north. Uh, can we open the door? It appears to be locked. Oof. Oh, so um, you can pick locks. Or bragging, uh, I should say. I would like to vote <sighs> that we do not go into the door of death and battles. Oh, thank you. I was I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it. Since um, Agathus is thinking that, or Aquius, my bad, Agathus. I mean Aquius. Since Aquius is thinking that we should not go into this um into this door, even though it's 
very cowardly and I do not agree with him, it does have some reasoning to back it up. So maybe let's play a game of rock, paper, scissors. What are you doing instead of going into the door? Yeah, that's my question. I didn't think there was a different option. Than that. There's literally just there was an door. exit behind us. Wait, we came you're here just for gonna go out of the cave? Uh, as y'all are arguing, um, you hear the sounds of what sounds like a small, like, frightened voice, like, kind of shrieking, going, Oh! Oh, help! Help! So we okay. have more reasons to not go in the door. No, no change of plans. Wait. There's a damsel in distress. We gotta go save them. Yeah. Fine. I guess we'll have to save them. I'll use my lockpicking skills. Okay. <sighs> uh, roll to use those. You're should be your sleight of hands. I rolled a d20 um, plus my sleight hand, which is 8. So I got a total of 22. You seamlessly and without any issue open up this locked stone door. <laughs> Told you I was a good liar. <laughs> I'm not lying about my role. Just to clarify, yeah, I'm not lying about my role. What's he lying about? I was lying about not being a good locksmith. Because I previously said that um, a while back. Okay. All right. We got All right. this door. Fair enough. So you you open the door, and it's it's another like kind of another large kind of cavernous uh, space that was that is here, and you see in front of you um, like this little halfling woman who is uh, quickly backing away from three kobolds that are advancing on her as she uh, holds like like a little knife in front of her and it's like kind of quivering in fear and is going, oh, help. Let's do some saving. Woo. You big buffoon, back away from I'm the going, woman. I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be in character. I swear to God. I thought we were supposed to be in character. You, you big buffoons, back away from that poor woman. Are you trying to Or halfling, I'm not him? sure if it's a female. Yeah, Back away from that poor to... halfling. <laughs> I think he is trying to intimidate. <laughs> if you're trying to intimidate, you should roll an intimidation check. Okay. And I'll My roll it against uh, the kobold's wisdom, intimidation plus I guess. Two. <sighs> I hope his intelligence is really low, because I, I got a six. Because a four <laughs> plus two is a six. Uh... I rolled I, I, I rolled a wisdom check and I rolled so uh Kobold's wisdom is minus two, but I rolled a fifteen, so <laughs> mm, looks like that through you, bro. Looks like I failed to crash and failed. The the kobolds kinda look over at you and um like one of them snickers a little bit and then they go back to like menacing uh this um in fact female halfling. Did they ignore me? He laughed in my <clears throat> I mean, we must save this Danzo. I pick up a rock and throw it. Hopefully he hits. Roll to hit? Unarmed strike? Is... I don't know what Unarmed... that is. I mean, I would say roll your dexterity. Roll with that with your dexterity modifier okay, because dexterity um, you're trying six. to throw it. Oh, that's 14. That hits. Almost um... How much damage does a rock do when thrown? Um, roll a d4 for me. Okay. I was gonna. I was trying to use it for more of a distract. Oh, I mean, if you're not trying to hit them, you're rolling to distract them. I mean, like to get their attention, because he ignored me. He laughed at me. 
He so are you aiming to so, so are you aiming like, to hit or just aiming to throw it in their general direction? Aiming to hit like in their general direction. Okay, so you throw a rock in their direction. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> trying to persuade you with my rock. <laughs> this, this is uh this is part of being um, a DM is trying to figure out what you need to roll for your players' antics. Yeah. Oh, um, fourteen. No, no, it's a thirteen. All right, you get the attention of two of them, so two of them look over and are coming at you. I guess we should just roll for initiative. All right, okay. I can do that. Nine. I got a nat one. Cool. I got. <laughs> I got twenty-four. Wow. Whoa. Got a ten. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So two kobolds are now making their way towards the group, and one is still uh, menacing this halfling. Alice, you were first. Okie dokie. <laughs> I don't have very much. I'm trying to look through my attack spells. We're very close together, you might say, right? I mean, I think you literally opened the door and then Bragan started shouting and okay. throwing off, so. <laughs> and throwing I'm, things. I'm gonna attack with a with a dagger. Okay. I rolled an eleven. Well, eleven total. That is just under. Oof. Okay. That misses. For real. That's fine. Anything else? Uh I don't think I can do anything else. Well, it's the kobolds' turns next, because they rolled pretty high. And so the one that you attacked, Alice, is going to try to attack you back. That's a 13. That's also just under. Okay, so y'all are taking swipes at each other and not doing much damage. The other <laughs> one is going to attack Bragan, the one who threw the rock. I knew I was going to get teabagged. That was a 10. Oh, no. Okay, so both of those kobolds miss, and the other one who is going up to the halfling is going to try to attack that halfling. Um, and they roll a less, they roll a nine, so uh, rolls are not participating at the moment, but the kobolds are just kind of like swinging around with their <laughs> little daggers and just missing. Brian. Me seeming to have the attention, I cast Scorching Ray. Okay, is there like a range on that or a radius? Um, Scorching Ray has a range of one, 120 feet. Okay. Um, it fires um, three rays of fire. Two of those rays were um, for the one that attacked Rose, that the one that's attacking me, and the one that's attacking that um, poor halfling. But I don't know if that last one is out of range. Uh, your range for the scorching ray is 120 feet, and the room is definitely not that big, so okay. you can hit. So yeah, um... Uh, ah, do plus. you need to like roll to hit first? Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. Yeah. Um, a 14. That hits! Woohoo! Now I have to do a 2d... 2d6. I roll a 2d6, it comes up as 3 and 6. That's one 9. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, regard regardless of your spellcasting modifier, is enough to toast all three of these kobolds. They don't have a lot of health, so toasted kobold. 
I mean, unless oh, I it's, it was there's take a while. Not 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 these, these these little guys. They're they're pretty weak. Dragon Sage just does puts on the ground and says, each weakling still laugh at me. <laughs> Alright, that's fair right. enough. But listen, since when are you I'm the one who does magic around here? And I just wave my hands in like a ta-da motion. <laughs> well you were too slow. Not my problem, I shot first. Um, um, the little halfling the cave, by the way, because you just put a fireball in a very small cave. It was a scorching ray, and you, you know, you'll see, like, it sure it melts some of the ice, but the cavern, like, there is dirt underneath it, it's not made out of ice. Okay, oh, it's just yeah, I forgot, about the, I forgot about the part where we're in an ice, uh, cold. but see, this is why you let the lightning mage handle the magic. <laughs> well, at least I warmed this up with my ray. It's pretty cold, is it not? When there's Sintowski here, with the bodies All of right. the cobalt. Is anybody gonna talk to the poor little uh, lady? Oh yeah. Oh, greetings. Uh, I I just elbow wagging the side and go. Greetings, fair maiden. We have come to save the day. Oh my goodness! I just can't. And this is this is Melody uh, responding. She goes, "Oh my god," or "Oh my god, I can't." Uh, thank you so much for. For saving me, I can't. I didn't realize that. I told. I was told that the tunnels were empty and that the, that there weren't going to be people here. And then there were, and or and then like I didn't know what I was going to do because I thought I was just coming in to just to look around. And then it was just became this whole thing. And oh my god. Oh, have I not introduced myself yet? Wow. Um, my name is Mel Melody Mel Melody Awick. Um, I just you know I, I come from like a village around the way, and I'm just like oh thank you so much. What are you all doing here? Um, slow down, slow down. We, we, have have we, have, we have come to search. Thank you very much. We have come to search for treasure. Oh, come for the cash. I got lost. Cash money. Got that. Got that cash. Oh, well, you know, I did like hear that there was the money in this place, and it sounded very exciting, which is why I came in here in the first place. Um, do, you know, do you think that I could? Um, if you all are, you all seem very strong and, and impressive. At least that that fire looked very um. <laughs> hot so um i would i would i would really appreciate it if i could um stay with you all uh it while, while you're while you're exploring would that be okay <laughs> oh yeah no problem like this girl. we oh, have no objection <laughs> to this i whisper to her stay away from bragging he's clearly i don't know what's up with him stay away from him <laughs> what uh, i am the i am a pure gentleman nice to meet you lady i grab her hand and kiss it Oh, 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 my goodness. You um, shall not fear. Um, um, wow. Oh, um, okay. Oh, oh I'll, I'll try not to. Great. You shall not fear. <laughs> so, so you, you now have a friend with you, um, and there is, uh, the door to the south that you entered from, and, um, an entryway to the north, which looks to enter into a hallway. Do you go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's no turning uh, back now great it's it's very quiet and pretty cold um you see more uh torches covered in ice um on sconces along the corridors um and then uh you come to another room with a door that opens easily to the touch um as you enter into this room you see a number of different ways to go a number of different uh exits to this to this room, uh, which it looks to have been a waypoint. So you entered from the north. To the south, there are two doors. And then to the west, there are two doors. 
Where do you go? So there are four doors total? Four doors. Okay. Not including the uh, one you came from. Not, not including the one you came in. Okay. I think the west is safer than the south. Or maybe the south is safer. I don't know. I'm just going by like Wizard of Oz rules. Did we ask Mindy? West is to the if you Melody. Melody. You're always going to circle. Melody. You're hitting on the throne. You always forget her name. Melody. Like like a music. Melody. Do you know which way has the treasure? Um, um, no, I mean, I just, I just came in when you guys, I was, I was being attacked. I literally just entered when you guys got here. Hmm, that helps us a lot. Huh. So, Alice, you said the West is good by luck? I don't know. I was lying. Oh, that helps us a lot. <laughs> These are some really Class. useful clues. Aquius, do you have any idea? Uh-oh, well, uh, I, I, I vote, uh... Which direction are we going? I vote west. And me. Two doors. Two doors in the west. So no, I, I want to west, I'm right, or left. I'm voting for south so that Bragan has to be the deciding vote. But there's four doors each on. That means I would have to pick which side, either south or west, and which door. Well, I guess that's up to me. I'll I'll leave it up to fate. I spin around madly, madly get dizzy. Important the direction we came. <laughs> I meant west, west, west. The right hand door looks pretty well. Ooh, okay. Let's, let's, let's go there then. Okay. Let's take so a random route. You're looking west. Do you want to take the right door or the left door? Well, I'm a right hand door. Man. Yeah, right, right door is a. Uh... All right. That door is locked. Huh. All right. Well, I guess my luck. <laughs> well, uh, good rogue, uh, do a thing. Well, I'll use my skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll uh, roll, roll sleight of hand. Ah, my luck isn't well. I seem to have rolled eleven. Does that do? Mm-mm. This this lock is a little bit more complicated than the one at the entrance. What kind of door is this? A stone door. Wait, wait, wait. It's a stone door. Stone door. Is it? Is it those old-fashioned doors that are just made of stone and hanging on the ground? And that's big, heavy men must shift it? Or is it the stone doors where it has hinges and you must open it in that way? It looks to have hinges on the side. Let's attack the hinges and knock the door over. Okay. What I if mean, we if use the daggers to unscrew the hinges? Ooh. <clears throat> I, like I guess they'll have to do. They'll have to do. <laughs> like my idea better, but we'll take that. Um, make a sleight of hand check if you're going to be trying to unscrew these with a knife. All right, let me see sleight of hand. Uh oh, I'm not. <laughs> All right. Do we have a problem? No, no, just uh, hold on. Uh, Those screws look pretty tight. Uh, that's a 21. Whoa. Wow. Uh, that yeah. works. You kind yeah. of, you get, the, you get the right angle on the, on the hinges. And, it, you know, it takes a little bit of work there. But ultimately, yeah, boop, they, they come right out. Melody's standing there like, oh my gosh, so exciting. Oh, wow. 
I like. That. Uh, I I just do like a, a cool pose, and then let us oh, go wow, in. I I I try to. Oh wow! Oh wow! Door. He's posing. Oh my god! You look like a buffoon. Awkward. You look like a buffoon. Throw the door open dramatically, but it gets stuck. So I just kind of pull it until it falls off. <laughs> okay. It, yeah, you you open the door and you and you make it through. So you're 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 all sit there and you are navigating through. And um, for the sake of time, a little bit, we're going to move forward. And um, you are you are traveling through these these tunnels. You're you're moving. You're moving. You're you're going right along. Um, you seem to have found your way to one more door, but it's not locked this time. It opens easily with, without even a creak or anything. It just opens up into this room. And you do see you have found yourself in kind of a treasure trove. There are uh, There's gold kind of piled in the corners. And then in the very center of the space is this oddly pulsing red gem that's it's pretty big it's about the size of a humanoid um and it's it's standing there kind of built up on its own and it's kind of like pulsing with this energy to it as you enter into the space and look around the the door you hear the door close behind you but that was where melody was melody was behind you and you hear her little voice go, oh my goodness, I think, um, I think that you all are about to be consumed. And you turn around and behind you, uh, you see the little form of this little oh no. halfling woman turn into this other creature, humanoid. It has like this kind of face of like a reptilian frog-like face with these like gray scaly body like webs like underarms but long claws and like these spikes and this this creature stands there grinning at you um and is gonna go to attack you oh my goodness i almost considered taking that ironic campaign where like half the half the characters are not who they're supposed to be and i didn't think to do deception checks <laughs> okay. You know, everyone fall everyone falls victim sometimes. Roll for Melody, why why are you why are you wanting to eat us, Melody? Who <laughs> was Melody? Someone just for your entertainment. <laughs> um I got a 13. I got a nat one! <laughs> Again? I rolled really badly. Oh. Eleven. I think I'm the lowest person here. Aquius rolled a natural one. <laughs> uh, as as y'all go into action, um, Aquius trips over his own shoe. Alice, it's your turn. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do an attack with a dagger. I rolled a twenty-four to hit. That definitely hits. Okie doke, and I do five whole damage. You do that damage. I'm sorry, Melody. Uh, person who's not Melody. It doesn't seem like Melody anymore. Um, Bragan? Okay, so you said it's a type of lizard monster, right? She's about medium-sized. Okay. Agonizer's Scorcher? 
Aganizer's Scorcher, I think is oh, how you pronounce Aganizer's it. Scorcher. So it's a. I mean, she's right behind it, so it's like, but it's range is 30 feet. I mean, that's in range. So, mm. row. I mean, it looks like this might be a dexterity check on the part of the person. So, Ooh. oh, so, um, so I actually have to make a dexterity check to see if I succeed. Let's see here. I rolled a natural one. So, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, so many natural ones in this game. Gracious. Uh, right. You need to roll three d8 for me. A twelve. Twelve fire damage. It is. You scorch this frog lizard lady. Oh. Mm, nice and toasty. <laughs> Where's she? Yeah. Stop killing people. She's 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 pretty Five mad. Legs um, and in fact, it's her turn now. <laughs> she is going to cast fear. So everyone within a 30-foot cone needs to make a wisdom saving throw. I think that's probably all three of you. Mom, please be good wisdom. I got a seven. I got a ten. Fail, fail. <laughs> oh, a seventeen. Success. No. Oh. Aquius and Alice, you are both now frightened by this creature in front of you that used to be cute little Melody <laughs> has now turned into this horrifying thing and it looks at you with these teasing, hungry, playful eyes and you're like really freaked out. So that is going to be her turn. Aquius, you're now up. But because you are frightened, you must take the dash action and move away by the safest possible route. So, okay, so I, I, I so towards the, the giant uh, spirit thing, not spirit, crystal. Yeah, the pulsing crystal. Okay, so you run in that direction. That's your turn, but you need to make another wisdom saving throw. All right, uh, 20? That's a That's 19 success. plus one. That's a success. So you are no longer frightened. Cool. Alice, your turn, but you were also frightened. So you gotta run. Okay, I'm running. <laughs> okay, you run, you take the dash action, um, make a wisdom saving throw. <sighs> oh boy. Oh yes, I got 18. It was almost... That's a success. Woohoo. Great, Bragan. Bragan confused why his teammate ran away, leaving him alone in battle. He um, decides. <laughs> He decides to cast <laughs> a more powerful spell, Shatter. Okay. Um, it says, uh, like, range of 60 feet, already in the range. Um, it's like a loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. So, like, it's right on um, Okay. where uh, Melody was, or the thing that was Melody is. Yeah. Okay. And it looks like I need to make a constitution saving throw and uh, your teammates ran away. So they're no longer in range of the spell either. I failed that. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> oh, we're rolling low numbers. Seriously. Roll 3d8 thunder. So I rolled eight, eight, five plus my four, which is 25. Take that melody. 25 damage. Yes. Okay, that hurts. The the being in front of you um, makes this kind of, it doesn't really hiss, it kind of goes, ah, 
like it kind of makes that kind of weird creepy noise um but Ooh. now it's melody's turn Dragon Sage shutters and melody is going to advance up to where you stand bragan i assume still standing and is going to make two attacks with its claws <laughs> does a nine hit you that is unsuccessful like okay, it misses the thing, like but I'm betting a 23 does. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let me roll that damage there. That's going to be a d10. Seven points of slashing damage to you. Magnus Age okay. goes, that's all you got? While wiping the blood off his lips. Still standing there. Uh, Aqueous, your turn. Okay. Uh, we're going to take care of this real quick uh, lightning bolt. Dexterity saving throw. All right, let's make this deck. Oh, uh, Favor, you might also have. Yeah, you're in the line as well. Why you gotta backwards? So Favor's yep. gotta make that deck save too. If I die because <laughs> of you, <laughs> can I just say my character does something? Like when he hears um Dylan cast Thunderbolt, he looks at him like, what? While rolling his dexterity though. Okay. Dexterity. <laughs> yeah, you do that. A six. Does a 17 uh, no. make it? Does a 24 a fail? Uh, yeah, 17 fails, 24 Damn. succeeds. So 20 damage for the creature, 10 for Favor. Oh, wait, no. Favor's a rogue. Favor's got evasion. He takes no damage. So normally. That if the if damage were... is halved, like if, if the damage is full, then you take only half damage. Um, oh, so <laughs> you kind of almost don't make it, but then by the memory of your um, capability, you do like an extra flip and you get out of the way. This creature is uh, really, like actually really not looking great, kind of smoking and like smoking from its scales after being hit by this lightning um, and is really not looking great. And, um, but it's still standing. Alice, your turn. Okie dokie. <laughs> um... I'm going to cast Confusion. Okay. Is that a wisdom um, save? Yeah. <laughs> That's a four minus one. So what's a three? Okay. So uh, so they fail. I'll roll a d10 to figure out what this what happens now. Okay. I, uh, I rolled a one, which means it says the creature uses all its movement to move in a random direction. direction each dark phase. Um, I'm rolling a D8. Okay, the creature moves moves northwest. Okay, it will do so on its turn. Bragan. Oh, he's still close to me, right? Yeah. Like I mean, okay, so he's within striking distance. And looking at him, he's smoking. So he seems a little too hot. So I'll use um, ice knife to cool him down. How does that work? It's a piercing. Okay, so 60 feet range hits a. Um, so it looks like, sound, looks like you need to make a spell attack. So roll yeah. damage, please. 14. Does 14 hits? Mm, that messes. Oh, uh, she's got armor. Scaly, you know? Yeah. Oh, it says hit or miss. The shard then explodes. Whoa. The target and 
Each creature within five feet must make a dex saving throw. So why don't you make a dex saving throw? I think I need to. But if you're like right there, then you also need to make it. I know that my character just failed because I rolled another four. Um, <laughs> so you need to make a saving throw against yourself, I guess. I rolled a two, but with my um, six to eight. What is your like spell save DC? There. Oh, then that's 14. Okay, so we both fail. Uh, roll 2d6 and we'll both take that damage. Eight. Eight damage? Alrighty. It's looking really bad, y'all. Really close there. So, Bragan, that's your turn. Now it's uh, once sort of Melody's turn again. And um, Melody is going to cast Fireball. She kind of like hisses and then points off into the distance at Aquius and Alice and in a 20-foot radius shoots this fireball. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. That's what being handsome does. And Megan. Uh, No, um, just Alice and Aquius. Okie doke. Alright, dexterity. A 20 succeeds. Uh, 17. Um, That succeeds as well. So you both take half damage. Half damage is going to be nine points of damage each. Whoa. All right. Okay. Uh, Aquius, your turn. Okay. Uh, new plan. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Circle of death. <laughs> Why okay. is it always me? <laughs> it's only about circle of death. All right. Hold on. I got to pull up circle of death. Here, uh, blah, blah, constitution saving throw. Con save. Okay. It's a eight. Uh, it's a that does not save. Me. That yep. fails. That All right. Uh, 13 de- no, that does not. 13 necrotic damage. 13. Oh. Okay. What flourishes do you want to put on defeating once melody? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not used to this. Uh, the energy ripples out and the sort of knocks her over and I don't know how necrotic damage works. Uh, the, the it works waves... however you want it to work. Well, cool. uh, the waves of energy <laughs> begin yeah. to like uh, pick at her until she, as she starts to, I guess, uh, rot into death. What's yes, happening to the, me? Uh, the, the waves of energy pick at her and pull at her, and she's so low on energy that she just turns into nothing. Bragan, are you still alive? Yeah, but I'm like, being hit by this ripple. Yeah, you get eaten a little bit by this weird magic ripple stuff that's alive, but you're still alive. Um, I always, I've always wanted to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you are now here alone in a room with a weird pulsing gem and a lot of money, but you have defeated the trap and there doesn't seem to be anyone else here. So I think we're going to have to leave it here for story-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe our, our one NPC betrayed us. Brutal. <laughs> Rose, Rose, I it's no better. Not been to my campaign. <laughs> I was so scared when Dylan <laughs> ran towards the pulsing gem because I thought it was gonna like like sense Dylan's presence, open up and swallow him, and then we have another boss to fight. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, like, Listen, if, if, if this were all, if this were a longer. If this were a longer game, I could tell you a lot more about that pulsing gem, but it's just an hour, so. <laughs> Ooh, but tell us what the gem would have done. Um, 
So, Mom, so in my mind, sure. I mean, so in my mind, um, so Melody was technically a slod, uh, which is a type of being from the realm of limbo. Um, and what the um, what she was trying to do was open a portal using the power of this gem into limbo, so that uh, more of her family could come. Uh, she was just homesick. I'm still gonna kill her. Also, oh I mean, she was trying to kill you because she wanted really? more power for her gem. But Poor girl. Oh. you know, so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted her family. Yeah, but killing people for it. <laughs> Regardless, thank you all for playing. <laughs> that was really cool. At my absolute <laughs> pleasure, sincerely. Um, and really fun to, to play more Dungeons and Dragons. I hope that uh, your three characters have stories uh, together and apart in the future. Would you play? Again, thank you so much to, to Jessica as well uh, for helping um, facilitate all of this. Because um, this wouldn't have happened without your organizational expertise. And also, it's been fun listening to you laugh the entire time that we've been talking. So, thank you for that. It was really amazing to have, uh, to listen into a campaign with Rose and Dylan and Favor. They are awesome. They are awesome. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, is there anywhere that our, our listeners should go to follow or support our, our people or follow and support the Brooklyn Public Library? Plug yourselves oh. now if you want to. The library, oh. if you're a teen and you like library programs, we have an Instagram at BKLYN Future, uh, which you can follow. And BKLYN Library slash events is our calendar where you can sign up for virtual uh, gaming of all different sorts and art classes, one that Rose might be teaching. Uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, coming up. Um, and all sorts of different other activities that you can do over, on the interwebs. The, the World Wide Web. Before you want um, to, I, I know what Favor's going to say. Do the TikTok. Let me thing. say it then. Let me say it. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Um, for those geek anime fans, music lovers, <laughs> I have a TikTok that is, its name is at musiclove542. I repeat, at musiclove542. Not kind of like one, two, three, four, five, five AMVs, um, AMVs with some, some sappy love AMV? songs. Yeah, some sappy love songs because I was in the mood recently. So you know. Thanks so much again, and thanks so much to our listeners for being here, listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.